John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. We'd also like to thank our newest sponsor, Self-Care Non-Alcoholic Beer by Three Magnets Brewing Company. Helping creative people foster a healthier relationship with alcohol since 2020. They're now shipping to 41 states via drinkselfcare.com. Want to help us help them help you? Go to drinkselfcare.com and use promo code HIGAIN. That's H-I-G-H-G-A-I-N to get 15% off your first order. Self-care, because sometimes you want a beer but also don't. Hey, it's me, Ed. Oh, hey, Ed. Where you been? I've been in California. Sweet. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. What do you think? You look rested. I'm hyped. You know, I played a guitar like twice in the last month. It actually drove me pretty crazy. There were a lot of times I was sitting around, no guitar, and it bummed me out. Well, you're back. I'm back, baby. Rested is better than arrested. I just made that up. That's great. Hey, John. Yes? I haven't done this in a while. Yeah. It's a high game podcast. Oh, it is a high game podcast. What do we talk about? We talk about guitars, and we are here in beautiful West Seattle in the same room for the first time in six weeks yeah something like that something like that i've been out running around john you can't lock me down but you talk about preparation yeah ed and i recorded 10 episodes something like that 
There was a grind. We ahead had a grind. of time. Oh man, we're back in. Man, it's like eighty degrees outside and like ninety percent humidity here in beautiful West Seattle. Yeah, it's crazy because while you were in California, mm-hmm. I was in the homeland, New Jersey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like ninety-five, ninety-six oh. degrees. Oh. You know, just when I'm thinking, man, I grew up in this. Yeah. I get on an airplane and come home and I think, well, that's over. Yeah. And now it's here. It's brutal. I was in lovely Palm Springs, California. Yes. It hit 115. Sweet. A couple times. Vicky and I would go for walks at like six o'clock at night and it'd be 108 degrees out. And it was just lovely. It was like, oh, this is warm. But, you know, the dumb, it's a dry heat. There's a thing to it. Yeah, you know, it's hot, but it's a wet heat. Yeah. <laughs> I was in that part. Yeah, I'm already ready to go back. That's like an oldie guy guitar. Well, yeah, it is kind of an older guitar in terms of the wood. Mm. What if I told you this wood is from roughly the early 1800s? Okay, that tracks, I guess. Yes, Ed, beverages. I got to ask you, Ed. Yeah. Viewers are going to want to know. Mm-hmm. What is the origin of your high falsetto voiced beverage pronunciation? I think it's just a thing. It's not every one, I don't think, is it? It's most of them. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of it? I keep waiting. I'm like, oh, one of these times, Ed's going to go, beverages, baby. Yeah. Maybe it's that E. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it's that. Gets me in that high voice kind of thing. I was looking forward to this because I think we both have the same beverage. Yes. We're drinking. Self-care, non-alcoholic, scoot, scoot, Italian Pilsner? Well, it's got a picture of a scooter on it, right? Yeah. Does that say Italian? It does. (laughs) My eyeballs are so terrible. Yeah. I think they went really bad when I went down south. They got fried in their sockets. Yeah, exactly. I do feel pretty bad because we have this awesome sponsor, Self-Care Non-Alcoholic Beer. Those guys are great. Yep. Yes. And we got some right as we had wrapped up recording those like 10 episodes. Yes. So we've been dropping the ad at the beginning of the show, but we haven't had the beverage in the episode. In the actual beverage segment, yeah. Because we were so far advanced. We're very advanced over here. Advanced over here. Yeah. But now we're back in the live game. Uh Uh-huh. It's a Pilsner, non-alcoholic Pilsner. Italian Pilsner. Italian. What does that mean? Like, doesn't tolerate fascists? Oh, Well, I mean, Mussolini, but then the resistance (laughs) strung him up by his heels. We've gone off the rails, John. Yeah, let's get back to this lovely beverage. Scoot, scoot. It's got a scooter with some flowers on it. When I drove back from Palm Springs, I went by Olympia. And when I was in Olympia, I stopped by Three Magnet Brewing, which is the brew pub that actually brews the self-care non-alcoholic beers. This scoot, scoot. Yes. Hot off the press. 
stopped in and said, shove some of that in a can for me. Yeah. And they did it. And they have a bunch of really great flavors. Does beer come in flavors? Sure. Style? Flavor style. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. What we have here today, Ed. Yeah. This is a Rick Kelly guitar. Do I know anything about that? Rick Kelly's a guy, native New Yorker. Oh, we love that. Yeah, born in 1950 in Jamaica, Queens. And he's still banging these things out? He's still banging these things out. He's got a shop down there in Little Italy on Carmine Street. You might recognize Carmine Street from its appearance in the Godfather movies. Oh, I can totally picture that street as looking exactly like that today. All the cars are from 1940-whatever. You're probably not allowed to park on that street unless you've got an oldie car. And a fedora. That's right. So our man Rick went to art school in Maryland Mm. where he studied sculpture and was making lots of stuff out of wood. Okay. This is probably a naive Ed thing. When I think of wood sculptures, I think of the dude out in rural wherever with a chainsaw and making a giant dragon out of a chainsaw. Or a bear or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to tell me there's this whole movement in the art community around making things out of wood, aren't you? Yeah, where to even start? Yeah. (laughs) Did you watch Westworld? Sure. You know when they're going in and out of that tower? They're going across the water. Season four. The outdoor. It's like a webbing kind of thing. That's sculpture made out of branches. Sure. Okay. It's wood sculpture. Yeah, I get that. I went to a lot of museums in my time off, John. What was the standout? Oh, man. Like standout thing of art that I saw? Yeah. I am a big fan of contemporary art. There was this room and it had a giant witch house. You would go inside and it was really dark and it had this video playing of weird ceremonies going on and it was creepy as fuck. There was just a sense of oppression inside of it. On the outside, it was all black, but kind of Hansel and Gretel-y. They would only let you in one at a time, and you had to kind of crouch down. And then there's this like music and ceremony shit going on, and it's like, oh, fuck, that's scary. So this guitar here, Ed. Yeah. (laughs) Guitar podcast. Is a Rick Kelly Telecaster-style guitar from what he calls the Bowery series. Mm, That's another New York reference. Yes. All wood that he took out of buildings in the Bowery. The Bowery being one of the boundaries of Little Italy. That's pretty awesome. So either the buildings were being renovated or torn down entirely, he would go get the wood. This guitar has reclaimed pine from 184 Bowery Street. That's pretty rad. That's pretty great that you know the actual address. That building was built in 1887. So this wood is probably from around 1850 or so, and it's... King's Pine. Wow. Do you know about King's Pine? I don't. Pre-Revolutionary War, at almost the beginnings of this country's life, the British would mark trees with what they called a broad arrow. It's like a stamp or a carving. 
they would mark white pines that were suitable for either masts on ship oh. or the long spars that go down the middle. Yeah, yeah. Only the British military could use those trees. Huh. And they belonged to the king. You could be fined or jailed if you cut them down. Cool. To this day, people hiking up in New England or way out in the middle of nowhere might run across a tree that's got the arrow still stamped in it. Wow, that's pretty cool. Eventually, they would put a bunch of these trees on barges and barge them down the Hudson River to New York City. Okay. They used them to build the city. Do you know the photographer Robert Frank? Yes, He did I do. a book called The Americans. Yep. He lived most of his life in 184 Bowery. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Man, you might have some Robert Frank DNA on that guitar. Yeah. That's cool. And the neck on this is like a big, huge baseball bat. There's no truss rod in it. Can I pick that up? Yeah. You'll find it's very light. Oh, my gosh. This is pretty great. It is pretty great. Wow. Yeah, this is like six and a half, maybe. It's very light. You're warming me up, John. We've talked about this in the past, that as a guitar opens up, the actual molecular structure of the wood changes. That's science. That's basic science. It is, right yeah. There. Wood yeah. is made up of cells like anything else. And over time, as wood dries out, the cell walls harden, mm-hmm. and the stuff inside the cells, cell goo, dries out and crystallizes. So being more dried out, the wood is lighter. Right. And being less flexible, the wood becomes more resonant. Okay. And that drying out can be influenced by vibrations. That's why some guitars will open up over time specific to the way the guitar player plays them. I tend to think of that more in acoustic guitars. Yeah. We both have Martins that we bought 20 plus years ago, and they sound better today than they did when we bought them. Warmer. Yeah. So the wood that Rick Kelly uses has been opened up for hundreds of years. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not this particular guitar, but some of the wood that he has used from the 1600s, probably. Wow. A particular bunch of wood he got from a building in New York City that was built in the like, 1700s. He said this wood was a tree when George Washington was alive. Yeah, for sure. He's made guitars out of the wood framing a bell tower. Imagine the vibrations of a ringing bell for a couple of hundred uh, years as the wood dries out and the sound waves hit the wood. Man. All right. I'm very much warming up to this guitar, John. And so back in the day, Leo Fender, our man Leo, you know him. Yeah. Oh, Oh, right. Yeah, he's not around. Yep. As Leo was trying to figure his shit out, Uh the pre-Telecaster prototypes were pine. Okay. And the next didn't have truss rods. As soon as he started putting the first few out there, people would come back and say, hey, the neck's all fucked up. Right. The neck's all bent. He was not making them out of hundreds of year old pine. Exactly right. They weren't particularly stable. Right. Even if he made them out of maple, it was newer wood. Right. You know, as old as he could find, maybe. Yeah. So you're looking at a neck on this thing that's probably hundreds of years old. It's thicker Mm -hmm. because it doesn't have a truss rod, but it's so old, I don't think this neck is going anywhere. Right. If this wood has not warped in 300 years, I don't (laughs) think it's gonna. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me about the pickup on there. That neck pickup is jumping out at me. This neck pickup 
is a Lawler T pickup. Oh, okay. And the bridge pickup in here is a Don Mayer Bakersfield bridge pickup. The walkthrough will be pretty easy. Let's see. Telly style. Bridgiest bridge. Neckiest neck. Put the tone in the middle and the pickup selector in the middle. Works like a telly. The decoration on this is pretty interesting. He has engraved a kind of nautical rope motif around mm -hmm. the outer edge of the top. And the pick guard is carved leather, which is kind of cool. You know, it's kind of oldie guy. That feels like a fair assessment of the way that guitar looks. I like that he pulls the wood out of all these historic places. That's rad. One place he pulled wood out of was a speakeasy in the 20s. It was called Chumley's. Okay. It's on 86 Bedford Street. Okay. And there's some disagreement, but a lot of people feel that that speakeasy, mm -hmm. 86 Bedford Street, is where the term getting 86 comes from. Pretty good. I love the way this thing sounds, Ed. Yeah. It looks like a telly. It sounds like a telly. But light as hell, and it has that history thing. Great sustain. And it's even across the fretboard. I'm sure the pickups are really helping that cause, which is nice. Should we see how it takes the dirt? Yeah, of course. Guess what, Ed? Ed's pedals. <laughs> Ed unboxed this and put it on my board minutes ago. Would you like to tell us what you got here, Ed? I got a Kitty Caster FX Groovy Wizard. What do they bill that as? It's a fuzz pedal. <laughs> like, what part of Groovy Wizard don't you understand? I think I understand all of it. I was talking to Howard Gee the designer, the maker of this pedal, at the Portland Pedal Party. Are they Portland-based? Portland-based. Shout out PDX. Keeping it weird. Yeah, and Howard said that they had the LED on it, but fuzzes have so few parts in the chain, uh -huh. it actually sounds better without the LED. So many of the old pedals, especially fuzz pedals, never had one anyway. Exactly. So there's no LED. You've preset this to one of uh, their recommendations. They have some sample settings. Yeah, what did you set this to? Epic fuzz. Epic fuzz. Gain all the way up. Presence a little under noon. And then contour jacked. Okay, cool. The cool thing with this is it takes two 9 volts. And one of the things they said is you can jumper it to run it nine and then throw like a low powered nine volt in it and get that saggy kind of yeah. sputter in the box. It actually comes with two nine volts. What other presets do they suggest? Push over the cliff. Push over the cliff. Are you ready for that? Yes. Okay. Okay. 
that's a good sounding fuss. I'm going to put it in the bridge. Driven with high beams on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It makes me remember. Yeah. How much fun it is to just womp on a guitar, and you can do that on a telly unlike other guitars. You can womp on any guitar you want, but really leaning into a telly gets you some cool stuff. I love the way jazz masters look, but I just do not feel like you can just grip it and rip it with a jazz master. It's not that they're insubstantial, but there's so much moving shit on a jazz master where a telly, you just grab it and bang it. Guy like you. <laughs> I think we might have to get Howard on. Well, Howard knows his way around a fuzz. Damn. Thanks for introducing us to Kitty Caster Effects out of PDX. Portland. Portland. Mailbag. Oh my gosh, mail? <laughs> Can you believe it? I can believe we get mail because we get mail. I cannot believe we're actually going to address it in any sort of timely manner. Could work. We recently covered uh -huh. the Gibson Black Beauty, specifically the Jimmy Page oh, right, 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 model, right. three pickups. Yep. It was released some years ago, 2008, mm -hmm. and I had to bend over backwards to try to figure out how much it was when it was new. Yes. Because the only price I could find was listed in pounds. Right. And I'm bad enough at math. As it is. But it was like pounds plus inflation plus euro conversion plus plus. Like it was weird. It was just horrible. And I openly admitted, you know, good for me. Mm. There was every chance I was wrong. And okay. we had an invitation for the listeners to help us figure <laughs> out that math. Yes. Super fan Chris yeah. did that math for us. Oh my gosh. He said the exchange rate back then uh -huh. from pounds to US dollars was 1 to 1.85. If I remember this episode, which I don't exactly. Nice. I think I was like, man, this guitar is super duper expensive. And then it turned out that it wasn't. My crappy math got me to about $3,700. And I was like, oh my God, I would buy all of these. Yeah. So at that 2008 exchange rate, yeah. super fan Chris mm -hmm. calculates that guitar was about $8,100. I bet I did terrible at the pricing game. How good are you going to do if the guy giving you the that, information to begin with yeah, sucks? Sure. Anyway, Chris goes on to calculate that in today dollars, that's mm. about $11,000. Oh, right. There's another conversion in yeah. there. That's about what they go for now. Man, that's crazy. You know, the used market, some pay more, yeah. some pay less. Why would you do that? <laughs> if you really <laughs> dig Jimmy Page uh. and you really dig the Black Beauty Les Pauls, then sure. I think the guitar is kind of cool. Yeah. I just would not pay a dollar for a signature on a guitar. These have this whole history thing. Yes. They're made, I imagine, one at a time by hand, by dude, in shop in yes. New York. In fact, yeah. viewers, yeah. there was a documentary called Carmine Street Guitars. Okay. It's available on Amazon Prime. Great. Oh, God. Oh. 
Yeah, that thing plays. Describe the ornamentation on this. Each one is different. Each Mm -hmm. one comes from different wood that he's pulled out of some building in Manhattan. Yeah. This example we got from our good friends over there at ThunderRoadGuitars.com. Oh, Uncle Frank and the boys. Yeah. Okay. You like it, don't you? You like the rippage. I love it when you grip it and rip it, John. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Very old wood, Ed. Yeah. Fire deny. Can I answer it in the weird non-answer way? The Ed way? Yeah. Yeah. Normally, the Ed way is to just say deny. (laughs) And that is the answer I would give for this guitar, I think. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not really into that leather thing, and I'm not into the kind of rope thing. If this had just a plain black pickguard and no rope, Uh 100% a buy. I want to know what building it was, and I want it to be kind of plain. These days, he puts all that information on the guitar. The neck pocket says what building it came from, the address, and the year. That I'm super duper duper into. What about you? I think I'm probably the same. The ornamentation just is not up my alley. Yeah. But I cannot deny the way this thing sounds. This thing delivers. I'd give it a buy. Sure. Go to kellyguitars.com is what people should do. You were talking about like the molecular structure of the guitar changes. And you've said that before. We've had that conversation. Yeah. There's actually a page on the site called The Mystery of the Molecules. I'm out of beer, John. We got to go. Okay. We're going to put lots of pictures of this up like we do. Yeah. And as always, Ed. Okay. Every single time now. Yes. We are proud participants in the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. We remembered this time. We did remember. Yeah. Joe called me up and said, how come you didn't mention Ruinous? And I said, I got nothing to do with it. Talk to Ed. (laughs) Joe did not call, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Also, our website. Thehighgain.com? Yeah, that's the one. Uh Uh-huh. And our Instas and Facebook. Yeah. Go there and look at all the things. Sure. Sure. All right, Ed. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.